people doing crazy things to bring somebody home for the holidays. Today's episode is I'll Be Home for Christmas and Regrettably Single Trope. <laughs> trope Time is supported by her fans via our Nerd On Patreon account. For just a dollar a month, to help support our podcast and other services on Nerd On. You can also gain access to Trope Time's Discord chat, where you can talk with Nikki and me about tropes and past episodes. Of course, if you want to give more, we would absolutely appreciate and accept your money. Find more info about our Patreon account in the details of this episode. Nikki and I are also writers on our main NerdOn website, so check out our articles as well as all the other articles that can be found on NerdOn.tv. Shout out to our friends on NerdOn, the podcast. If you like pop culture and fandoms, make sure to give them a check out too. And with that, let's get started. So today, I mean, this is a holiday episode. So of course, we had to touch on holiday films and movies and such. and. The biggest holiday thing that we can think of that's a common theme we've seen a lot in movies and even in in anime um, are holiday dates. Not just for like Thanksgiving, because we're recording this actually a few days before Thanksgiving, but for Christmas especially, um, the pressure that our families give us. And there are so many movies based on like having... A supposed date or the pressures of having a date and people doing crazy things just to bring somebody home for the holidays, bringing friends, hiring people and such, and all the crazy shenanigans that our families put them through the ringer to make sure that they're real or something. Yeah. And it definitely does happen in Thanksgiving context. I feel it's just, that does not a good movie, I guess, make internationally because not everyone has our thanksgiving yeah agreed um i think like the first thing we thought of is pretty much 90 percent of them are hallmark movies oh for sure lifetime as well yeah because apparently i mean lifetime i get a little murdery at the end but they're definitely like well you were supposed to have someone over the holidays with your plus one a little murdery i like that um (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like, if you watch every year, it's like they have to put out a quota of so many shitty movies. All my People movies. gotta get paid, girl. I, There's I no wonder, more straight to video. All of these would have been straight to video before, but now that market does not exist. So I just it goes straight to that cable channel. If they have like a dartboard back there with just like generic, like, Christmas words and themes and they just throw the dart and it's like yep that's the movie we're gonna make but we already made that movie well we'll make it in a different country or with a different town like last time we did it in like a good southern town now we're gonna be in the mountains maybe colorado maybe wyoming who knows yeah but it could be you it's oh my god and they always it's, go to the quote unquote, they're coming back from the big city. Yeah. It's like those really crappily written romance novels in video form. That's exactly what they are, I would guess. And they're dripping with tropes and misogyny. 
I just want to know patriarchy. Do men write these? I mean, I don't know. Oh my God. Why did I not think of this? Now I am curious. You're going into deep dive. I'm going to start us on some uh, classic Please. titles while you do Please that. Do. There is the very blatant Marry Me for Christmas. <laughs> right? There's a Christmas wedding baby. Let's put all those things all together at once. That's a load of expectation. <laughs> um, uh. There is Last Holiday, which is sad because she's dying, I think. So... Oh, oh, but I'm sure she miraculously is cured at the end, right? Because Christmas miracle. I don't know. It's got Queen Latifah. I really love her. I think I blocked the end of that. Um, we've got 12 Dates of Christmas, mm. which has the same actress, if I'm looking at this poster correctly, as like also just friends with Ryan Reynolds. And what's her face? I'm clicking on it. We're going into the dive, you guys. Wow. Wow. I mean, you also have, I found Holiday in Handcuffs, where she literally handcuffs her boyfriend, best friend or something, handcuffs dude to come home with her. Because <gasps> Just Friends is that horrible. He got friend-zoned, and so he left and became some successful dude and is in a really toxic codependent relationship with Anna Ferris, who is brilliant as a crazy person. Like, she's really disturbed. Um, and I say the word crazy because I think she was clinically not okay um, in, as portrayed in the movie. Anyway, so then he goes back begrudgingly for his high school reunion or something weird. I don't know what it was. Contrived. Like, who has a reunions over winter? And then they, like, fall in love because they were meant to be. Oh, yeah. Of course. You know, right? like you do. Uh, love like Actually. Which you and I were talking about earlier. Some people claim is not a Christmas movie, and I call shenanigans, and that's ridiculous. <laughs> it is clearly a Christmas movie. Like, you can't Can we- talk me out of that. The stupid song that he sings and is a hit is it's all Christmas all around. I never even knew people thought it wasn't a Christmas movie. Like, like, to, like, this is news to me, but I know so many people that like swear it isn't, but the setting's Christmas. And yeah. they sing Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. So, like, there's so many things that say clearly this is Christmas. The stupid yeah. signs that creepy dude shows Kira Knightley's character. It's because it's Christmas. I can't lie or whatever. Like, and, apparently, that's a British thing. And, you like, be, also, like, super creepy, honest. Yeah. And because, and you got to wear that because carolers, because no one else, like, around that time, who else would go door to door? Singing. You know, you're totally right. Like if someone just rolls up to my door, I'm like, um, excuse me, you are not invited and I did not buzz you in. Yeah. So I I, all I did was Google Hallmark movies, not even Christmas. And immediately it gave me a list of all the Hallmark movies and they're all freaking Christmas movies. Christmas at Pemberley Manor. And it's a guy and a girl. The Holiday. Mm. The Holiday is definitely one we should talk about. Mm. But keep going. Um. Crown for Christmas. Mm. Oh, Once Upon a Holiday. That also has a couple on there. A Princess for Christmas. Mm. Royal Matchmaker. She gets oh. a prince. Like I think she she wound up on top. Um, let's see. A Bramble House Christmas. Um, a Country Wedding. Oh, that's not Christmas, but probably same <laughs> cheesy 
story. Um, coming home for Christmas. Oh, I'm sure I know that one. A Christmas detour. They're stuck on a plane next to each other and they hate each other and I bet they fall in love. Um, a very merry mix-up. Hmm. A Christmas to remember. Christmas with Holly. The most wonderful time of the year. I'm going to click on this uh, coming home for Christmas because I feel like this is a perfect example. And I'm really curious if these are written by women. And if so, like... Oh, my goodness. I just found the description to Christmas Wedding Baby. What happens when you hire your ex-boyfriend to photograph your Christmas wedding? Really, guys? Oh, shenanigans. (laughs) Oh, wait. Here we go. Here's the plot for Coming Home for Christmas. Of course, she's a successful businesswoman, which makes her a cold-hearted bitch. But um, Lizzie Richfield is at a crossroads when she lands a job as house manager for the exquisite Ashford estate in the Virginia countryside. While preparing the place for sale, Lizzie plans one final Christmas Eve gala for the Marley family, though they seem to be a family in name only. There's Kip Marley, who never met a party he didn't like. Robert, the handsome but all-business executor of the estate. Sloan, who arrives with her two young children, Sans' husband. And the 90-year-old matriarch, Pippa. Pippa? A spitfire who doesn't want to put the house up for sale at all. As Lizzie is inserted into the home and all the lives of the Marley family, she finds herself drawn to Robert, even as Kip pursues her. Can she navigate her suddenly complicated love life while helping mend family feuds and maybe teaching all the true spirit of Christmas, which is finding a man? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that that pretty much does it, right? Yeah, right? Right? Like, even Bad Santa had to have a fucking love story? Like, why? Because, why not? Let's check this royal matchmaker. Oh, I forgot... I forgot to check the IMDb. I was on the IMDb page. The whole point was I wanted to see if there if there were the cast if the writers were women. Well, let me try Royal Matchmaker, which oh, was not a Christmas movie. But could you forgive me because I thought it was a Christmas I movie? I mean, I feel like it was. Oh, plausible. the writers are dudes. Shocking! 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 Let me go back to Coming Home for Christmas. I want to see if this is also. Dudes. Um, writers. No. Oh, it's based on a novel by a woman. Okay. And the teleplay is done by a woman. And the director is a woman. So. You can still have a lot of internalized misogyny. Oh, never mind. Director is a dude. My bad. (laughs) His name is Mel. So, yeah, director is a dude. The writers. Were women though, so. Ooh, this is a good title for a Hallmark Channel Christmas movie: Moonlight and Mistletoe. Ooh, so that's a mood, right? Yeah, oh, getting some good vibes off that. So I wanted to put my bid for the movie I think is the creepiest, and we've talked about before mm-hmm. in our amnesia episode. Oh, yeah. While you were sleeping. I feel yeah. does have a good spattering, a schmear, if you will, of I'll be home for Christmas and regrettably single because she totally is all like 
about being included into this family thing because apparently she is a lonely, lonely woman that has no other human connection than with her pretend beau and the family she has bamboozled into thinking they have a relationship because he's in a coma and can't say no. Oh. Right? Mm. Every time that movie, I'm like, Arr. That just creeps me out so badly. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the consent issues coupled with, like, the expectation of marrying into a family. And why, can't, why couldn't she go home for her? What was wrong with her regular family? Her regular family, her actual, like, blood family. I'm not, I don't even remember. Oh, my God, you guys. I just went into a Google dive. I'm trying to look up movies to continue talking about this very interesting topic of, like, I try to put in, like, movie where you hire someone to pretend to be your boyfriend. Mm. There is a website. This is a business model. Shit. That's how strong the pressure is, is that someone's like, you know what we need? Three different websites that are not male escorts and not female escorts, but rather rent or hire a fake girlfriend or boyfriend. Invisible you, boyfriend. I saw boyfriend somebody on Bumble put up an ad for just looking for a holiday date. Man. Invisible boyfriend lets you have a fake relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at an article that appeared in 2015 in Business Insider. Wow. I think that says a lot. Yeah, that... I mean, I know so many people in real life that go through this. So I feel like this trope is really relative, but it certainly is not helping the situation by perpetuating the expectation that you bring someone home. And I feel like this isn't unique to just women. I feel like it's unique to men. I mean, not unique. I feel like it's not unique to women. Men experience it too. Yeah, it's like like a people problem. Yeah, I feel like there are two sides of it, though, uh, experience-wise. Because for women, I feel like there's also this pressure of when you're going to get a man because you're getting old and babies. That biological clock. That biological, and even people, established couples, too, have to deal with you yeah. know coming home and being asked uncomfortable questions about their sex life. Super uncomfortable because, I mean, when you find out more about the rampant infertility issues that people go through, I think like Michelle Obama was talking about something um, in her book about how they like experience a bit of difficulty early on when she and Obama were conceiving or something. Or you've had a lot of people, celebrities come out lately saying like, listen, I need you all in these magazines to stop saying oh, she has a baby bump, she doesn't because I'm actively trying to have a kid and I'm having issues with my fertility and I really don't need this added stress in my life. I always found it to be super rude like when people are like, oh, so-and-so just got married. Oh, when are you going to have a kid? Can we just get over the thing we just did? I always feel like they're rushing you to go into further and further steps. I mean, I get it. We're trying to like, you know, keep on a human race and all. We have a lot of people already, but... Um, I do feel like it's it's not just I can't think of a cultural or ethnic experience like with friends and family that don't have a story that relates to like 
how being single is a huge disappointment sometimes. Yeah, and I'm sure like uh, some people want to be alone. Yeah. So don't bother that's, them. That's fine with them, you know? Like, yeah, that's what and they some want. people are depressed because they are alone. So bringing up the topic, I'm sure Doesn't does help. not make them feel any better. No. Um, I mean, I've, I've decided that if people ask me, I mean, thank God my family is like totally chill and doesn't care. But like if any, I've decided now that if anybody asks me, I'm just going to tell them I'm infertile. Well, that'll definitely stop everyone in their tracks and there will be follow-up questions, I imagine. Well, I, I hope that it stops them in their tracks and then makes them think twice about asking somebody. Yeah. yeah because, real. I mean, well, I actually don't know if I am or not. I might be, but like people... Isn't it messed up that you have to come up with another thing other than what is your actual answer, which is, I don't want kids? But it's like when we have to make up a pretend boyfriend so that guys will stop hitting on us. Because an imaginary figure owning us. Yeah. You know. At least like if I say it, it can it may be true because most of my cousins are. Okay. So and I actually have like so yeah, like it could be true. I don't know. But I mean most people stopped at stop asking questions at that point, but Yeah. Yeah, I'm not hurt if I say that, but I hope that it spares somebody else's getting hurt by being asked that question, by forcing somebody to think twice about asking random women about their sex life. Or as um, very eloquently in The Room, the movie The Room, the great movie The Room said, oh, hi, Mark, how's your sex life? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just it's rude. Yeah, it's rude. I think it's right up there with like touching a pregnant woman's belly without permission or asking or warning or anything. Yeah, and I feel like it's even in TV sitcoms. I noticed that, like especially in the '90s, there were a lot of holiday episodes about the pressures of bringing someone home for the holidays because you need to continue the life process and you're perceived. You need to check off those boxes. Some if you don't of, check off those boxes, something's yeah, wrong right? with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think off of the top of my head exact episodes from what series, but I imagine something like maybe Cheers or... Full House has touched on the issue. Maybe even the Cosby show, though I don't want to bring that up. Yeah. But and like, I also think like the, the advent of Friendsgiving mm-hmm. could possibly also be in response to the fact that you just don't want to get home and be badgered about your life choices. And so you're like, you know what? I would rather just stay here with my friends who are not going to be asking me those questions. Because they already know my situation. Yeah. Yeah. And respect it enough to like still feed me. Yeah. I mean, the holidays, the holidays in general is a very contentious and stressful time for people. And I feel like not enough movies and TV shows depict the real like sadness that can happen 
around the holidays. I feel like we just ignore that component of real life in, in, in favor of just, you know, sunshine and butterflies and Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, you know, music and um, all that sort of things. In, in fact, like, I guess maybe the Grinch we were talking about earlier is probably the closest to maybe showing that trope where he's just, you know. Right, but the entire time he is portrayed as misguided in his wanting to be alone. Exactly. I feel like when we do have somebody that wants to be alone, it's normally a woman outside of like Well, definitely all those Hallmark ones are. Yeah, outside of Scrooge. I mean, even um, uh, Miracle on 34th Street, um, she super career oriented. In fact, she even tells her kid, like, there's no Santa. I mean, these presents are from me. And I mean, I feel like she's being super honest and straight up with her kid, which there's no problems with. But like some dude is like, you're wrong. You lost the magic of Christmas. Like Christmas is still pretty magical. I'm an atheist. I still love Christmas. I still love seeing my damn trees are enchanting. I got to tell you. I know, man. And it's just... A movie where a man tells a woman that she's wrong because she has her shit together. (laughs) Yeah, I never like the... I also feel a big part of this trope is potentially that so many people move away from home, right? Mm -hmm. To go to the quote-unquote, the city. Whatever the heck that means, right? Because it's all degrees. It could be New York or it could be like, I don't know. Denver like it's it's always like seen as this like you've lost touch with your roots bs yeah and then like that's what's wrong with you like that you went there you decided to quote unquote leave us behind and we're the only ones who can actually love you and it's like this whole guilt trip and I'm just like why do we have to be perpetuating this scenario where you have like either you betray your family or you go and get a job somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Like the expectations of you, you didn't live the life we wanted you to live. So therefore you, there is a lot of that in these movies. Yeah. You are cold and your values have been lost. Right. And you're just like, "Mm -hmm, really though? Like you really never see movies about vice versa city person moves out to the you know the sticks the country sort of what was the the dr hollywood was that the movie with michael j fox i don't remember where he's like a big city doctor dude and he gets like i want to say his car breaks down or something in the middle Mm -hmm. of like nondescript south Mm -hmm. Um, i feel like in general the city is portrayed as bad because when Okay, so when city dwellers are do go to the sticks, they're de- portrayed as like, like they like unnecessarily stressed and too uptight and yeah, like expect- not wanting to listen to the way things are here, which I feel is kind of the same thing they're criticizing city folk of doing. It's weird. Yeah, Heart of Dixie, yeah. also a show I watched as a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. absolutely problematic and I did a lot of intense compartmentalizing during that but it's basically like she was big city fancy schmancy cardiologist 
and uh, she goes down to Alabama to like a tiny, teeny, tiny little hamlet almost town. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, finds herself as a general practitioner in the town. And, you know, of course she finds love because it's not going to be a CW one without some sort of a love angle. Yeah. And actually, a lot of these movies are on, like I said, Lifetime. Yeah. Or what was it? It used to be ABC Family. Um, and I feel like a lot of those channels are Hallmark. very... Hallmark, yeah, Hallmark, um, conservative-minded. I feel like if they were, they, they, a lot of them pride themselves on being like women, you know, centric channels. But it's only were, a certain type of woman. Yeah, it's not that is. If they were really all about women, I feel like it would be a feminist channel. Yeah, and it seems like it's only like these are the only types of women we're going to be okay with, and then these are the ones that need to be corrected or shunned. Yeah, very traditional, conservative, like, stereotypical gender roles. Yeah. And if you fall outside of that, you're a bitch. Or, yeah. you know, you just need a man and then you'll soften up. Um, which I hate that. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. I, I mean, even if a little bit switching gears, but... In Japan, um, Christmas is not like a national holiday, so you don't get the day off. So the big thing to do is on Christmas Eve, and you're supposed to have a Christmas Eve date. And if you spend Christmas Eve by yourself, you're kind of considered a loser. That sucks. I know. So it's not like the same as bringing home somebody for the holidays because they don't have big meals like that. I mean... They don't have meals in the same sense. So, sidetrack. The thing to do in Japan on Christmas, as weird as this sounds, is get fried chicken from KFC and you get a Christmas cake. That's what you eat on Christmas. That's so confusing. And, and I feel like it's like a budget version of our Christmas where we usually get like a ham or turkey. And then like we have a bunch of like sweets or pastries and they're just like oh fuck that we we don't have the time to put into that we, we don't, don't have we don't we don't have ovens to make this shit so we don't have space for a fucking turkey so what's american and bird like oh kfc kfc and like you pre-order your freaking bucket of chicken for your Christmas and you like you pre-order your cakes and like you can get the, the different themed cakes from different pastries or you can go to the freaking Lawson or um, Family Mart, the convenience stores and pre-order your cake. Because one year I got an Evangelion cake with kaudu st- stretched out on his side. <laughs> he had the lance, the lance in his hand and you used the lance to cut the freaking cake. It was freaking fantastic. I still have it. Um, but yeah, the lance, not the cake. Yeah, the lance. Yeah, <laughs> the cake actually was pretty good, so I'm not gonna knock it. But yeah, I mean, like that's your Christmas dinner, and you work during the day, so like cr- that's why Christmas Eve is so special. And yeah, Christmas yeah. Eve dates, and there's a huge pressure to have Christmas Eve dates and then give them a gift on Christmas Eve. 
Like, I'm really pleased that, like, I never from my media family had mm-hmm. a pressure to have to have someone home for the holidays or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do know a lot of my friends did. And that was uncomfortable to kind of vicariously live through. Um, and, like, growing up here in Miami, um, we would usually go back to Mexico for Christmas. So I've got, like, a intense two different type of Mexican Christmas experiences, like Mexico City mm-hmm. and then out in the Yucatan. And so that's vastly different heritages on how you deal with Christmas. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like for me, Christmas is just eating as much food as you can. Like I enjoy the actual cooking with my family. Like we all got together and we're all cooking mm-hmm. and interacting together in the kitchen. And so that's always been really fun. But I do know like, Sometimes I would go with my friends and they would be so stressed out leading up to it because mm-hmm. they didn't have a date or like they would choose to break up with the person they were already seeing after the holidays. Oh, wow. Right? See, if I did that for me on a personal level, I would feel bad because then that means I probably got a gift from them and then I broke up with them. Well, technically, you gave them a gift too. That's true. It's a social construct, so you break even. Um, yeah, but yeah, like I feel like it's this this thing that people have to navigate, for lack of a better term. Definitely. I mean, uh, I, I'm lucky. Like I said, my family, ninety percent of my family doesn't <laughs> care. Um, there is that one uncle who loves to rag on my sister, and he's kind of racist, so she likes to fuck with him a bit and it's yeah she always likes to tell him that you know she has a boyfriend every time that isn't white and he always is like well you know I'm just saying and she's like no what are you saying <laughs> just yeah she loves to- so that she makes him choose between these two as he sees it evils yes yes oh my goodness but yeah, um, I guess I also probably never had that problem because I usually always had a boyfriend and I was married for a bit. But thank yeah. God I never got like the when you're going to have kids question because his side, he was very clear that we were not having kids. Mm-hmm. And so we never got that question and they were pretty cool about it, which was nice. And my side has known that I'm not going to have kids since I was like five. Well, there you go. <laughs> So I never got that question. But like you said, I have so many friends that like get anxiety going mm-hmm. into this um, because they're expecting the questions and many of the times political conversations. Yeah. Um, which is a whole nother bag of worms, especially like what's going on today. Yeah, especially the last couple of years have intensified that. What is uh, politely not saying anything and then just kind of drawing a line of like, this is not us disagreeing on, you know, what is the better chocolate, but rather, you know, do certain human beings count as human? Yeah. So getting a bit more back on track. um, Sorry. um, We went um, down a little rabbit hole there. (laughs) Yeah. The movie that I had looked up, which... It was on ABC Family, um, Holiday in Handcuffs. Okay, I have actually never seen this movie. Um, I feel like I would have to drink 
to watch this movie. Um, the whole plot is Trudy. Melissa Joan Hart is in this movie. Holy shit. She's in a lot of Hallmark movies. I mean, I'm not saying it as a judgment. I'm just saying it it was a high probability because she's in a lot of them. It pays the bills. Hey. Yeah. Not knocking getting a job, man. Nope. No, not knocking it. Um, Trudy is an aspiring painter working as a restaurant waitress with the pressure to please her parents. Um... She misses a job interview and gets dumped by her boyfriend just before Christmas, and she has a nervous breakdown. See, and this is probably has actually happened to somebody. Stressed about going home for the holidays without a boyfriend, she kidnaps David Martin. Kidnaps. 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 That escalated a, quickly. Well, hence random, the handcuffs. Yeah, a random customer at the restaurant in which she works and introduces him to her parents as her boyfriend. What? Nick. Yeah. Trudy's family is vacationing at a very isolated log cabin miles away from anyone else. So David is unable to escape. Oh, my God. Though he makes several attempts, <laughs> he finally decides to play along until the police come. But he ultimately falls in love with Trudy and understands, the, fam- yeah, understands the family pressure that made her feel forced to kidnap him in the first place. So, like, did his family not notice he was missing on that for the holidays? One. And two, how messed up is the societal pressure? The dude that gets kidnapped is like, you know what? I get where you're coming from. Like, what? <laughs> this was written by a woman. That seems like someone should look into her past, because... Yeah. Wow. I mean, Creepers. maybe maybe this is a physical representation <laughs> of the pressure that she once had placed upon her own shoulders. I'm hoping it's a fictionalization of that, because holy cow. How did no one notice that she like kidnapped him? Like, how did she kidnap him? Did she wait like, a minute? Like, how is he not tipping off the her family? Yeah. Like, if she, is is he locked in the room the entire time? Why didn't like, he play along at all? Why didn't he just be like, well, hey, he played along? I mean, to a point because obviously he's right. He tries to escape a bunch of times. But it's like, like, why wouldn't you, like, the first thing you do is, hey, your daughter fucking committed a crime, and I need to leave because I'm not actually with her? Like, what the hell? That's an, there's so much to unpack. I feel like we're going to have to watch this, this movie, and, like, maybe we can do a special episode where we watch and live comment on the sucker, because... I can't wrap my head around how this works. Like, I don't want to. I don't. I don't know. Would would saying that he sh- it, is it wrong of me to tell to be like he should have told her parents that she was kidnapped? Is that victim blaming? I don't. I don't uh, know. Maybe he did. We haven't seen it. Yeah, we haven't. I just. I, well, the police just the obviously synopsis. came, so the police must have been called. Maybe someone did say like, "Yo, that dude is gone." And last scene. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I have so many questions about this. Like now I have to watch this thing. Okay, okay. How about patrons hear my call? Make this happen. Go to our Discord and tell us if you want us to watch this movie. And And live comment. 
and, and comment and um, let us know. And if we, if you really want us to, we will watch this movie and we will give you a brief follow up. Yeah, you are call. The beacons have been summoned. <laughs> the beacons have been lit. Trump time calls for your aid. Oh my god, that's amazing. Ah, uh, um, yeah. So because this just this is all. There are questions. There are questions. Oh yeah. wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. So Wiki, Wiki has answered some. Okay. During Christmas dinner, the holiday comes to an abrupt end when Trudy's parents begin to fight. Her brother, Jake, announces that he is gay. Whoa. Oh, and her sister, Katie, says that she has quit law school and bought a Pilates studio with her parents' tuition money. So they were all lying? I guess. Right? The police like then. Yeah, the police then arrive and arrest the family during Christmas dinner, revealing that David Martin is not actually Trudy's boyfriend before he was kidnapped. David had a successful job and a beautiful, rich girlfriend. However, during this time with Trudy and her family, he realizes his life has developed into something he did not intend. After the family is released, when David decides not to press charges, Trudy does not see or hear from David for a few months, but sees his engagement announcement in the paper. Trudy is invited to show her art at a local art gallery and is stunned to see one of her pieces is sold during the show. As she is leaving the show, she's kidnapped. Kidnapped and taken to a nearby building. Her kidnapper turns out to be David. He tells her he bought this building and is making it into an architecture art studio. He decided to turn his life around and do something he really loves, owning his own architecture business. His business also includes an art studio, and his first art piece is Trudy's painting, which he purchased. David admits his love for Trudy, and Trudy admits her feelings towards him as well. They share a kiss as the credits start to roll. I don't know. I got to say that poor girlfriend who did manage to, like, mobilize the police over Christmas to find her missing boyfriend, soon-to-be-fiance, totally dodged the bullet. That woman dodged the bullet. This guy's not stable. True. True. But like. <sighs> like good on her. Whew. Yeah. And they make it sound like her being rich is a bad thing. And what's with all the kidnapping? Yeah. I mean. <sighs> so many things. <laughs> right. So again. Patreon fans. If you would like us to dive deeper with actual watching of this perplexing plot you let us know on the discord because we can make it happen if you make it happen yeah yeah i mean and if you have any other movies that you suggest <gasps> yes let us know because this is just there's so many like when we were discussing this episode um we we knew this was a trope but like it has happened so often that we could not pinpoint exact movies. Right. It all became this episodes. huge blur. Because it is a huge blur. And even TV tropes couldn't help us. TVtropes.com. But it's because there. Like it's always there. It's always there. It always comes up at every in every holiday movie. Like yeah. bringing someone home. And then there's always, okay, another kind of like 
slightly related trope to this. When you do bring someone home, the automatic weirdness where they're like, do they share a bedroom? Oh, and and then the father. not in my house. Yeah, the father, not in my house. You don't touch my daughter in my house. Oh, my God, that is so many 80 movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, even in Meet the Parents, which wasn't, was that, did that happen around Christmas? I don't think it did. Did it? Did it? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like one of them did because there are multiple ones, right? I feel like that's why his luggage got his his hand, his like checked luggage, his carry-on gets carry sent on. to gate check because they're full. And I think it was because it was a holiday. Okay, I'm looking this up right as we speak. <clears throat> We found a good-hearted but hapless nurse while visiting his girlfriend's parents. Um, maybe it was for somebody's wedding. Was it? Mm. It was something. Um, hmm. But it's the same concept: bringing someone home. Yeah. And and if you really, if you want to go into the the general trope of bringing someone home to your parents, you could even include get out in there. Yeah. And the very real fear of what if your significant other's parents are racist? Well, I mean, you've got against like, you who's coming to dinner. In particular. So. Oh my goodness, I just saw the poster for handcuffs. A holiday in handcuffs. Oh yeah, did you like? Yeah, it's it's pretty degrading. It's a hundred percent. It reminds oh, me goodness. of those cake toppers yes. that you see of like the woman carrying the, and the guy is like trying to get away. Like your life is over. It's like what the hell? Like why are you even getting married then if you think your life is over? Yeah, I don't I get that, that either. I hate that. That's another trope. I think I feel like we're pulling in a lot of other tropes because there's a lot of sub tropes to this. This is very, very layered. It's yeah, it's a layered cake. Like maybe that's why we're having a hard time finding when we Google, because it's such a general trope that has so many tropes underneath it. Well, I just put in best romantic Christmas movies Mm -hmm. and this is the top results that I got. Ready? The holiday. The pre-Airbnb holiday. Uh, Love Actually, which I'm not sure has a single um, relation, romantic relationship that isn't problematic. White Christmas, oh God. Okay. A Christmas Prince. And if you scroll just a wee bit further, there's A Boyfriend for Christmas. Ooh. And then you've got um, Home for the Holidays, which says it all there. That's um, why I wanted JTT, right? No, home for the holidays. Oh, that's I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah, no. Sorry, the similar title. Yeah. Um, and then hold on. There's twelve men of Christmas. Hmm, that sounds like a dating sim. Does it not? Sounds like you got twelve hot guys, and each of them have a route, and your date takes place on Christmas. Or, le- or it definitely or has uh, Kristen Chenowitz and twelve dudes that I guess she dates. 
She gets um, all 12? Well, I want sign me up. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing poly relationship right there. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know that is not the Hallmark movie you think it is. Oh, um, man. I feel like I want to remake it now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think a lot of these are just hitting home the the pressures and how pervasive they are they just get they just suck you in because for example a couple of these Mm -hmm. we have watched and discussed and are not actually like healthy romance at all yeah yeah like like, while you were sleeping is not a romantic comedy like it's just creepy it's just creepy and no consent none so I have no that one freaks me out every time. Um the holiday. So the plot is a wedding columnist for the Daily Telegraph is still in love with her coworker Jasper for over three years, even though he cheated on her, which and, and then, hold on. Mm-hmm. It isn't even clear really when you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. It seems like that description is from her point of view and yeah. from a third party perspective as a viewer. You see their interaction. It did not seem like they were in a committed relationship. He's just an overall asshole. Yes. Why? And then. And she's still like fawning and obsessed over this dude. Yeah. It sounds like she was emotionally abused to the point that she's still obsessed with him. Oh, super. Like, unhealthily. And I feel like that's not a healthy. TV film relationship either. Why are all these movies portraying shitty relationships? I mean, because I guess that's what, I don't know. I don't know, because that's what Hallmark loves. No, I'll tell you what, though. The Holiday has such a, this is me compartmentalizing again. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Carmen Diaz's character, she does movie trailers. Mm -hmm. And so whenever she, like, the the inner voice, her inner monologue Mm -hmm. is... In a world, it's that <laughs> dude doing the thing of her life. So, like, her boyfriend is cheating on her. It's yeah. like, in a world where this guy cheats on you. And I just thought that was brilliant. Because, I mean, the in the world guy is amazing. Yes, always amazing. But it's just, I don't know, like, nothing's healthy. No. Nothing's healthy. Uh, and. Okay, I've never actually seen The Holiday. And again, it has a workaholic business executive who's a woman that is... It's Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And her boyfriend's an asshole and cheats on her or does something hmm. completely disregarding her worth. Um, and so she's just like, screw this. I'm going to go somewhere else for the holidays because I just don't want to deal with being here. Yeah. And so she swaps houses with Kate Winslet's character who is the wedding columnist mm-hmm. who is still obsessed with this super unhealthy, uh, toxic dude. And so they swap houses. So Kate Winslet l- lives in a tiny little like cabin in the middle of who knows where England. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and Cameron Diaz lives in like a big fat mansion, like a Mulholland drive or something ridiculous in LA. Yeah. Kate Winslet's brother is Jude Law, who I guess comes and checks on the house because a hot blonde is there. 
And uh, Kate Winslet falls in love with Cameron Diaz's business partner, who is Jack Black. I mean, Jack Black is... I've never seen him in, in like, outside of a weird role. So I'm kind of curious. He's actually pretty normal in this one. I mean, you know, by the standards. By the standards. Um, I mean, I, I would be curious to see how, how he would act as a normal person in this. But, like, then again, I would be forced to watch this shitty movie. In which, again, patrons, if if you really want us to watch these movies, <laughs> um, instead of just talking about them via summaries, uh, go ahead. Um, I would actually willingly watch, what was it, Holiday and Handcuffs with booze. Like, oh, my goodness. But only if I could do it with like cheese. Cheese, yeah. And I say that to the audience because I can't drink. <laughs> and I don't drink, so. So cheese binge. Ooh, cheese. Cheese. Um, but oh my God. Nikki, there's one called Love at the Christmas Table. What? Oh, I'm going to click on it. Yeah, click on it. Is it written by a dude or a, guy, uh, or a woman? It's got Danica I feel McKellar. like the most problematic ones are written by dudes. All right. Director, screenplay, Patrick J. Hobby. Hmm. Oh, there's one called A Perfect... Okay, there are three movies here, and it has, like, the same freaking couple almost in every single, like, photo for the... Uh, a Wish for Christmas, Christmas Cookies, and A Perfect Christmas, and they all freaking look like the same couple. And they're all Hallmark movies. And I, I think they're the same actors in every freaking one. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Ah. Ooh. Bridget Jones' Diary is considered a Christmas movie? Is it? I don't know. This website says it is, but I don't think it well, is. I mean, she does do her, her resolutions during Christmas because she's all alone. That's true. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's no, I feel like we just need to get rid of this trope completely because it's based on a real issue. Yeah. Like we just need to get rid of it completely and get rid of all the pressure completely because obviously um, it's it must be true. And I mean, I've never experienced it, but... I feel like this gets my grade F seal of tropes. This is a bad trope. It's not fixable. And just, it's super multi-layered. Just throw it into the fire. Yeah, I mean, I I live far away from my family for the most of the year, and so I wouldn't want my limited time that I get to do the trip and go be with them to then mm-hmm. have this whole like other layer of pressure. And it, it, yeah. And no one should have to go through that. No. Mm-hmm. Well, I think. And no one should be kidnapping anyone for the record. Yeah, I agree. In case no that kidnapping. wasn't clear. <laughs> no. no. Ah, the premise of this movie just like boggle. <laughs> it makes me question the writer. How did this get paid for? Yeah. And how do I pitch my grand ideas to them? Agreed. Agreed. This had someone paid to make this movie happen. Yeah. But 
I think that's I think that's all for this episode. Um but yeah, patrons, let us know. Please. Ah, <gasps> Nikki. What? There's a cat-themed Christmas one. It's no. The Nine Lives of Christmas. No. Do they find love because of cats? No. <gasps> they do. They do? After a stray cat adopts Zachary, he meets Marley and realizes a single life is not as fulfilling as he thought it was. <sighs> like, uh, mm, just the fact that it's cat-themed. Wait a minute. This is horrible. I don't want to watch it, but I do. <laughs> I don't because what is it called? I'm Googling this. <laughs> the Nine yeah. Lives of Christmas. Nine Lives of Christmas. It's a Hallmark movie. Oh, well, of course it fucking is. It's based on a book. I bet it's one of those like cheesy romance novels. Oh, wow. <gasps> oh my God. Wait, there's a horrible thing. All right. So I clicked on the IMDb mm-hmm. for the Nine Lives of Christmas because cats. And yeah, then I scroll down further and more like this. Super disturbing. A Bride for Christmas. Ooh. A single man tries to win a bet by getting a woman recovering from a broken engagement to marry him by Christmas. I see it. I see it. I see it. Wow, that's real fucked up. That's disturbing. That's disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. What is this one? Oh, wait. A December Bride. That's the name of one, too. Wait, and another one hitched for the holidays. Wow, this is a rabbit hole. This is a real rabbit Ooh, hole. Christmas Incorporated. I just put my f- mind over that too. Holy fuck. A man inherited a company that has a toy factory in a small town. The town needs a factory to stay open. He goes to decide to keep or close the factory. Finds the meaning of Christmas along the way. How much do you want to bet that he has like a horrible sister that he co-owns this company with now and like yeah. she's like who the hell cares shut it down stupid small towns <sighs> okay that's enough I'm cutting us off I'm cutting us off because this ice no sculpture end. Christmas oh my god uh... Kaylee an aspiring chef and her childhood friend David enters Kaylee into a club's annual Christmas ice sculpting competition against her boss Kaylee's passions for cooking and ice sculpting are met with romance and Christmas spirit. Oh, shit. How I just this? clicked on a Christmas detour. Oh, I just saw that too. I know. An anxious bride to be throws in with a broken-hearted guy and a happily married couple for an emergency ride to NYC, learning about each other and themselves along. Christmas homestead, you know. Christmas under wraps. I saw ice sculpture Christmas now. Mm, journey Christmas back to Evergreen. Christmas. <gasps> journey back oh, to Christmas. oh, here we go. This shit. A World War II era nurse is transported in time to 2016 and meets a man who helps her discover the bonds of family and that the true meaning of Christmas is timeless. But like, what? But like, doesn't she have to go back in time? Or is she just like, I'm cool with leaving all my friends and family forever for a man. That's cool. Is it like the Leopold and, oh, what is that movie with Hugh Jackman? And oh, oh, Kate and Leopold. Because when I was in middle school, I actually liked that movie and now that I'm an adult, right? it's a terrible film. Well, first of all, Hugh Jackman is adorable in that movie. Okay, yes, that might be part of it. 
Oh my goodness. Oh wait, here we go. 12 gifts, gifts of Christmas with two more weeks until Christmas. A busy businessman, Mark Renquist. What kind of last name is that? Hires mm. a struggling artist, Anna Parisi, to help him pick out gifts for his friends and family. Because men are incapable of holiday shopping, I guess. Because women know how to do the things, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're cutting off. Cutting off. No more. Is it? Oh, my God. I found no more. more. No. No. <laughs> how is this such a deep rabbit hole? We're done. This trope is done. We claimed it dead. It sucks forever. Oh my gosh, it does suck forever. <gasps> Matchmaker Santa. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, now I'm thinking of Jack Frost. Have you seen that horror movie? Yes. Yeah, that that snowman being the matchmaker and then murdering. Him. Okay, we're done. We're done. Izzy. Naughty or nice. No, no more. No more. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Patrons, give us money. <laughs> give us money. <laughs> Subscribe, like, and what are the other. Izzy, do the spiel. You're better at All this. All right. We're doing the outro, you guys. Do, doing, do the outro. I'm terrible. Right. We're. No worries. We're going to get this done. Please send money so that we can do our very disturbing Christmas uh, special episode. Yes. All right. So thanks again for listening to our latest Trope Time episode. Um, we'd like, again, to give a shout out to our friends at Nerd on the podcast. If you like our stuff, you're probably going to love them as well. Don't forget to click subscribe to Trope Time on iTunes or whatever platform you get your podcasts on. If you could leave us a quick review, Nikki and I would be super duper appreciative. Yes, we um, would. Yeah, for real. Show the love. Mm -hmm. And thanks again. I mean, this has been disturbing, but great. Um, we found out a, a lot about Hallmark movies. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> oh, also, um, just heads up, we're on Spotify now. So, Ooh, look at that. We're fancy. Yeah, we're like adults. but I mean, We're like an adult podcast now, Nikki. Yeah, we grew up. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, guys. And um, be sure to support Nerd on the podcast as well. They give us a lot of love. Um, and we'll see you next month. Have a happy holiday. or Happy holidays or if you can. Or don't have a happy day. Just have a happy month. Just make it through. Yeah, make it through. <laughs> we got you. We got you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.